The following program is rated TVMALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. we go barflies welcome to the barfly tailgate show you already know it's done by barflies for barflies and all the other bears fans out there good morning gentlemen it is finally here the kickoff of the nfl season bears packers the oldest robbery in the nfl kicks back off today and i gotta tell you guys i woke up this morning with a smile on my face and there ain't much that can take it away unless you know jordan love becomes a hall of fame quarterback but no, not, that's neither here nor there how are we doing this morning fellas i'm gonna go around the room i'll start with chris and go down and around and y'all can hit your intros and then we'll just get right into it what's what's going on chris how you doing this morning i'm doing great mate. all i can say super bowl baby i'm off to disneyland i'm off to disney world baby but yeah absolutely amazing to be back man it's it's, it's the proper season it's proper games, and uh, I'm really hyped up for this game tonight, man. I feel this is the closest, you know, we've been to compete with Green Bay in many years, and it's always an absolute joy to speak to you three guys, my, my brothers on a Sunday morning, Sunday morning to you and a Sunday afternoon to me. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to the new season with everybody in the chat as well. Hell yeah, the chat's already live this morning. Uh, how you doing, KB? What's going on, brother? Hey, man, you know how it is, man. And, and what it is ain't got to be said. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's football, baby. That's all that matters. That's don't, Nothing else need to be talked about, man. It is going down today. We've been waiting. The wait is finally over. A lot of haters either finna be proved right or wrong. And in the mortal words, my boy Dion, we coming. Yeah, I thought we was joking. <laughs> <laughs> And my guy Jordan, all the way across the coast. What's going on? Good morning, brother. How you doing this morning? Good morning, AC. Good morning, fellas. Uh, it is the best day of the year for football fans, but it is one of the hardest days for me. You know I love all football of all different sizes and portions, so there is not a single bye week today. 
That means that it is one of the hardest weeks, weekends for me, but none other than the best game of, of the day, which is Packers Bears. And what I like to always remind, because you, you know there's always a few Packers fans in the chat or some NFC North. The Packers wouldn't even be around if Georgia's Hallis didn't bail their punk asses out financially. That's so right. you remember who's daddy in the North. And that's <laughs> all I'll say. Thank you. Yeah, we don't call him Papa Bear for nothing. Y'all can go ahead and call him that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the chat's lively this morning, getting ready for everything. Uh, I I went in yesterday. I was telling Chris before I came on, I went in yesterday. I went ahead and bought the Sunday ticket because your boy lives in Kentucky. Probably not going to use it today because I got Bengals, Browns at one, and then I've got Bears Packers at 4:30 and uh yeah that's that's probably what I'm going to be watching. Um yesterday we I went over to a, a buddy's house and had the UK game on and the Cubs game on, played a little poker. I smoked some wings to go with their their pizza and everybody loved them. It was all great. Today, your boys making Chicago style hot dogs to watch Bears Packers and I'm really pumped up. I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for having friends and family over. And like I said, I just hope everything works out and the Bears bring home that dub. And if we can embarrass the Packers, that would be fantastic. <laughs> KB, you're muted. Lord have mercy. I was talking and the thing popped up. But I would say nothing would make my heart more, you know what I'm saying, more happy, man, bring me more joy than to see us beat the shit out of them. And then have their fans complain about their wide receivers being bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, sucks to suck, don't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Christian Watson's already been uh, mm -hmm. ruled, ruled out. out, and Romeo Dobbs is questionable. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll see a big running game for both sides. I'm not really sure. Uh, Don Burr's early, up and early in the chat. I got to give him a little coming. bit of flowers. His Lions went out on Thursday night and took care of business and beat the Chiefs. Whether they had Chris Jones or Travis Kelsey or not, that's neither here nor there. The Lions did take care of business. And former Kentucky Wildcat Josh Paschal had a big stop on a third down and one that, you know, I'll give you your flowers, Don. Your team looked really good. They looked prepared. And, uh, yeah, congrats to your Lions, brother. <laughs> Fuck them. You get no flowers here. <laughs> he know what it is. Don't come in this chat. Talk some y'all better not lose. Hey, you know what, man? Father, fuck you. We don't give a damn. We're not playing this with you today, Todd. <laughs> not taking your shit, goddammit. But good for him. Uh, they won. They 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 needed that win. Because if not, yeah. ooh, they was gonna catch. Yeah. They were all gonna catch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was honestly, I was ready for uh, to come in here either next week or on my other show on Wednesday and say first place Bears, and maybe we still will be if we beat the Packers. I think that's how the standings would work because mm -hmm. we would beat someone else in the. So in you the know, business. I'll be. Uh, I'll be insufferable because I do do my other show with a Packers fan, so <laughs> I'm going to let him know what how I yeah. feel about it. Um, I, I mean, I'm just so excited. It's hard for me to get my thoughts together this morning to to put together a show. I don't really know where to start, uh, so maybe I'll pitch to one of you guys. If, if you guys want to, I don't know, 
tell me what you're looking for in this game, maybe a specific player to watch or something. KB, tell me uh, what you're looking for first and foremost. Oh, man, I I, I think this is almost an easy layup. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking to see how my cousin them dominate, bro. That's 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 key number one. Uh, you know, him and Justin Jones gonna be in the middle. Let's see how the run game goes. Uh, you know, I, I talked to him yesterday. He said he was ready. They the whole team was in high spirits. So uh man, you know, it, it, it's gonna come down to that to me. Is is how how is this run game gonna look from Green Bay? That's because right now that's a serious threat, right? That's mm-hmm. That's they're going. That's going to be their bread and butter right now because Jordan Love doesn't have anybody he can really rely on. So you rely on that run game now during the preseason. Yeah, seen a couple big runs up the middle. We've seen some that we're like, all right, man, it has to be shored up during the during the regular season. We can't we can't see that. So we're here now. Uh, I, I'm I'm I got Doug Dyer asking me. You know what I'm saying about the the over under on my, my cousin making a sack. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just going to take one, you know, so we'll go with the over. Uh, <laughs> but, man, that's that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I mean, it's, it's tons to look for in this game. But, my, you, you know, the, the personal interest in me wants to see how good Cubs play. Yeah, and, and, and in Chicago, we pride ourselves on good defense, and we did not see that last year at all. And actually, some of the preseason, it didn't look great. <clears throat> Sorry. So yeah, D line will definitely be a big thing today. Can we stop the run? Can you force Jordan Love to see what he's got? I mean, we we don't know. They don't know. He was the most protected quarterback in the preseason. His uh, PFF numbers showed that he was under the least amount of pressure, and he still had passes that he missed. So if we can get pressure, Yannick Ngakwe, we're going to be talking about you. Demarcus Walker, can you get home? Can you take in this new role? Uh, Justin Jones has been saying all the right things for us Bears fans this offseason. How's he going to do on the field? Because that definitely, uh, that's that's what it comes down to, is put your money where your mouth is, go out there and produce, shut down this running game of the Green Bay Packers. I wore brisker today. He said, I hate Green Bay, and, so, so I decided to to wear my guy uh, Jaquan Brisker today, and um, yeah, that's definitely a, a huge thing to look for is how this Bears defense uh, goes up against this uh, brand new Packers offense. I mean, uh, all the folks in Packers land are talking about you know Lafleur f- finally gets to run his offense because Aaron didn't, you know, Aaron's a veteran quarterback who audibles out and does his thing and. Uh, and all those things, Jordan. What are you? Uh, what's the biggest thing you're looking for today? You know, I've, I've I got to tell everybody, and we're not getting to predictions yet. But you are so damn lucky that the injury report came out for the Packers because I, I didn't have the rosiest outlook. But I will say that things have changed. I think that that injury report absolutely matters. You have to look no further than the Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs game to see what it means when you have certain starters out and what that does to a quarterback, what that does to a team. I, I don't think the game plan's necessarily changed. I think the outcome has changed because of it. We'll get into that. But to me, I think that Adam Stenovich, the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, he's a former offensive line coach. We all understand what offensive line coaches are all about. They want to mat, run the ball, run it down your throat, and uh, play smash mouth football. So I think that that's been the agenda, the MO from the very beginning. They're going to try to inflict punishment and pain and, and drive 
the Bears off the ball, displace them and just run run it down the Bears' throat with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon um, early and often to then try to set up play-action pass opportunities and advantageous looks for Jordan Love. I think that that's what the Bears' defense has to be ready for. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, a guy like uh, Andrew Billings is there to shore up the middle. They The Packers have a legit offensive line. Uh, Bakhtiari will be playing, even though he doesn't practice anymore. Uh, you got Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, and you did Zach Tom at right tackle, and I believe Runyon at right guard. So you've got a decent offensive line there. And then, of course, for the Bears offense, I think that uh, it's going to be – we'll see how this offensive line does. But I, And I know people will think that the Packers have this like awful defense, but uh, you got Rashawn Gary coming back on limited snaps. Rashawn Gary is one of the better defensive players in the league when he's healthy. Um, so we're going to see him test out Darnell Wright. We're going to see Lucas Van Ness put that, those power moves on Braxton Jones and see if that anchor's good. And then we're going to see Lucas Patrick, who I've been dying to see at center, um, get an opportunity to get, go against his former players, uh, his former teammates, and Kenny Clark. And then, of course, what's going to happen with Justin Fields? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Justin Fields is, is the big one. My co-host on the 12-ounce Core Route podcast, Kyle Bush, says Packers by seven. Book it. He says 10 first-rounders on defense. I, I mean, I guess you put all that investment into the defense. You'll have to see how it works. And Chris is calling him a jerk off. Uh, so. <laughs> Chris, what are you looking for in this game? What's the biggest thing? Well, I mean, I mean the obvious one is, is Justin Fields, and and I was going to connect with DJ Moore, and uh, you know, and, and how he's going to how he's going to read the game because the thing what sort of worried me in the preseason watching him was. He still doesn't seem to read the game quick enough to make them sort of quick decisions. Um, so I'd be really interested to see how Justin is. But uh, I think as well, like uh, Jordan mentioned earlier on, because of the uh, the Packers' injuries to their wide receivers, it'd be really interesting to see how our defensive backs take advantage of that situation. Because we should really win that battle because we've got everybody back fit. Um, and I really think we should really take advantage of that. Uh, and also as well, I mean, I think, look, I think nearly all their tight ends are rookies as well. So it'd be really good to see how our defensive backs can exploit our experience over their youth. Um, but yeah, but my, I'd have to say my biggest concern still is our offensive line. Still. I mean, I don't even know what the starting five lineup is yet. Is Nate Davis playing today? Or is he on holiday still? Or what, what's going on there? So um, yeah, they're, they're my sort of like positives. But the main concern is our... Um, is that all line of plus our run defense as well? Yeah, I think the when the depth chart came out, they had Braxton at left tackle, Cody Whitehair at left guard, Lucas Patrick at center, Lucas uh, right guard's Nate Davis, and right tackle is Darnell Wright. Our injury report came out and it looks pretty clean. Uh, not a ton of guys on there. One of the guys that were on there is a linebacker who's now been released with a an injury designation. I believe his name was Dylan Cole. So yep. um, we, uh, I mean, they told us all off season, all these guys are ready for week one. Now they didn't get a ton of snaps in the preseason. So maybe it looks choppy today. Maybe you see some players out of sync, which I mean, hopefully a lot of those guys are on defense, you know? So I'm, uh, I mean, you talk about the Rookie tight end for the Packers that they went up and got. I think they got Musgrave. He had a ton of injuries in college, which really affected his stat line there. 
but we've got Tremaine Edmonds, one of the best um, coverage linebackers in the game today with his long arms and speediness. And he's coming back. He's still trying to knock the rust off from not really playing in the preseason. That'll be definitely something to watch. Uh, yeah, just like you said, Chris, all the young um, – playmakers for the Packers you got Jordan Love in his first year starting you got both your receivers like your most experienced receivers been in the league for two years one of them's on the injury report the other one's a possibility probably on a, a pitch count of some sort you got a rookie tight end you just got a bunch of young guys but Jordan brought up a good point about their offensive line and having cohesiveness Bakhtiari is one of the best in the business at left tackle um, it's difficult to get through him he just he just shows up and does his job. That's a that's a guy that I'm surprised Aaron didn't try to get with him up there in New York because that's that's the one question mark they have in the Jets is on their offensive line. But uh, I guess the Packers were like, no sir, no sir, we're going to keep him right here. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about today, man. And the chat's really excited. Everybody's pumped up, ready to go, man. It feels like Christmas morning where you're just. You're just waiting to you see the presents under the tree, but you can't open them yet. And you know, uh, you, you don't know what's in that box. It could be socks, it could be a PlayStation. You you have no idea. Uh, but we're hoping for PlayStations today. Well, Xbox. I'm more of an Xbox guy, but either way. <laughs> Pull up the eggs, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just oh, need a man. wanker alert from Chris on these Packers. Wanker alert. <laughs> Hey man, we gotta we gotta make it. We gotta make a button for it, you know what I'm saying? Like the easy button. He just popped that bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. I meant to pull the sound from when the day when Chris said to the crib. Remember when he said that? KB? I meant to pull that sound. <laughs> hey, this shit was gold, bro. <laughs> well, sacred, sacred. Chris, man, you going in and out, bro? Yeah, you were cutting in and out on that one. Yeah. Oh man, Anybody so know? uh yeah, I can hear you. So so we had Lions beat the Chiefs on Thursday. You got Bears Packers today. Vikings are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, um, that should be a dub. It should be a dub. Exact my exact point. So if you don't win this game, you're in the pushing bottom. you're pushing back your starting line for the for the season in this division. I really you hate to say must win week one. You hate to say it, but it feels like a must win week one. I mean, yeah. you don't want to start zero and one and give the Packers one and zero in the division, and you know Lions are one and zero. Vikings are probably going to be one and zero. I don't see uh, Brian Tampa. Flores is going to light that ass. Up, fellas. <laughs> Brian Flores is gonna light that ass up. Baker Mayfield is gonna be crying tears today. Well, I'm hey, sorry, I'm not, listen, I'm a Bears fan. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. But I am gonna watch every second of Vikings defensive ball this year. They I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, y'all y'all don't think Baker Mayfield will come in and channel his inner Oklahoma? Hell on no, ass? he's gonna be on his back. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm it's, not gonna lie. I liked Baker in college, and when the course. Browns picked him at first, I was like, I knew a lot of Browns fans that were highly upset that they picked him, and I was like, 
you may have gotten the best quarterback in this draft. Now, I do believe, was that the same draft as Josh Allen? So, obviously, that didn't work out. Uh, it was either Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson was in that in that same draft. I, they Weren't they both in the same draft? Were they Were they all in that <laughs> yeah, draft? Yeah, because Lamar went at the end of the, uh, the first round, yeah. remember? Yeah. So. Yeah, we could have had him. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not at all trying to pay any deference to to Don Burr, but I, I, full disclosure, and I can't wait. I, I hope I'm proven wrong. I had the Vikings winning the division at the end of the year just because I think that you swap out Thielen, you get Addison in. I think Brian Flores is going to be a big charge to that defense. Addison's but a dog. On, some, on the sneak tip, those Lions are a nightmare, man. I'm not trying to see no fucking Lions, man. Those Lions are, are something hey, different. I'm telling hey, you. Man, <laughs> this, 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 this is what I'm going to say, man, because, you know, your boy, yeah, of course, first game of the year, you got to tune in. I kind of fell asleep in the second half, though. I'm not going to lie. I, I was tired. Uh, that being said, Aiden Hutchinson is a nightmare. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Michigan fan, dude, dude was nasty at Michigan, and he just continues to show that he's – more than likely going to be a superstar. I hope he doesn't trend upwards of the, you know, the Bosa's and the TJ Watts of the world, though, because he's in the division. And that would fucking <laughs> suck. Uh, <laughs> but you could see he he was beating Jawan Taylor ass like most of the night. Uh, and that's their highly that, paid offensive tackle free agency. That's yeah. The big ticket spent. But I, it kind of, they kind of seem par for the, the course. You know what I mean? You got you got your your old Wally vet and Marvin Jones, who's I, I don't like. How long has my man been in the league, bro? I remember when he played for the Bengals. That seems right. like a decade ago. It might have been <laughs> shit, but you got him. He he's still out there playing at thirty five with crutches, still making catches. Uh, you know you got the their biggest weapon, of course, is St. Brown. And you just kind of look at that that team. You know you get your your three yards in a cloud of dust with with David Montgomery. He's never gonna be the the home run hitter, but then you got that that one weapon that's behind that man, Jamar Gibbs, who scares the shit out of me. That is the one person on that team, other than Aiden Hutchinson, that really gives me pause for concern. But I just don't. See, you did. I didn't see it. You played. You played against a Kansas City defense that's young, didn't have their superstar on it, and all y'all can muster was fourteen points. Hmm. I get it. Kansas City's a Super Bowl champion. It is what it is. But if you were to do a blind picking session and you see that Kansas City defense without Chris Jones on it, then you throw up, you know, Joe Blow's defense, let's say the, the Jaguars or you come across somebody like the Colts or something like that. Like I said, you don't know names. You just say, you know what, I will pick that team because they look like they got a little bit more talent. You wouldn't pick Kansas City's defense. That's, that's how I feel. They're just they're just average, and without Chris Jones, they're really just average. And all yeah, and that's one of the points. that's one of the weirdest stories in the NFL too. I mean, Chris Jones sitting and he was there, luxury suite, just watching his team. He was, that's like the that's the biggest slap in the fucking face. Like <laughs> I don't care what nobody man. say. My man was sitting there like he was high fiving people and shit. He'll get his day. Hey man, you turn around like bro, why they need you right now, team? Team needs you, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I I don't know. I I, I get it. Detroit, they had they have a little bit of excitement behind them. Bro, I'm just I don't know. I guess it's because it's Detroit. They ain't won shit like since '96. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing with me is 
And you talk about history, KB, you know, Kennedy has only missed one playoff win of the Lions. So that tells you how bad of a franchise it's been. But to me, and I, we all clowned on Dan Campbell when he got hired, when he had his press conference and he's talking about biting kneecaps and he wanted a real lion on the sideline and this and that. But this team, in my eyes, they've taken his personality to the field. They're strong up front. They fight you every single down. And, yeah, maybe Kadarius Tony could have maybe, I don't know, caught a ball once, but – Canaris Tony's been doing that since Florida, dude. Like at Florida, I remember <laughs> Kentucky played them, and they were that was the big. The, they always want to highlight someone, and Kadarius Tony was the guy they highlighted. His biggest plays at Florida were like end arounds, little sweet uh, sweeps, little screen passes, stuff like that. And they're trying to make him be. They think he's going to be the next Tyreek, but it's not working out. And I mean. And how this connects with Bears. If we have to pay Justin Fields all that money, you have to supplement your receiving core, your defense, etc., with draft picks. And you have to hope those draft picks hit. So far, the Chiefs are looking like those draft picks are not hitting. Uh, you know, or, or guys that they trade for. Maybe that's a team that at the trade deadline makes a move. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I just – I'm calling my shot. Cooper Cup will be in Kansas City. Cooper Cup just went on IR. I mean, oh, that's right. He did. <laughs> Never mind. It's over with. They're fucking like they a, they turned maybe away DeAndre a, Hopkins. They're fine. I'm thinking like a Chris Godwin or something. If the if the Bucks start losing and start selling off pieces to try and rebuild, uh, maybe something like that. I I, I don't know. Uh, but, I can, uh, let me let me float this out there. I know it'll never happen. You know, just 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 float it. What would you what would you offer for Vita Vea if he was if he was just like oh we're just in the rebuild and we're we're trying to unload some of our big pieces and Vita Vea was Vita Vea was you know what I'm saying just hey I, I got to pass I got to pass it's uh I mean he's he's a solid player I, I like it but I don't think that I don't know man it's it's tough when you talk about D tackles for the Bears. Uh, I get it. Like, I mean, I'm looking at all. The, I'm looking at Jerzon Newton from Illinois. He's I'm looking good. at uh, Makai Wingo with LSU in the draft. And I mean, you've got all these awesome D tackles, but it, it's hard for me to even imagine any of that when you just spent two top 100 picks on D tackles. That's true. And then you have not that Justin Jones and, and all respect to Andrew Billings, but not that you've given them a bag where they are mandated to be on the Bears in the future. But I just. I tend to think that a lot of the spending, at least meaningful spending at defensive tackle is probably gone. I think that, I mean, it looked no further than Valus Jones and how that's turned out where they're willing to give that man chance after chance, after chance, after chance. So naturally I tend to think the Bears staff would look at uh, Javon Dexter as well as Zach Pickens and say, let's give these kids a chance to grow. I'm excited to see how they play today. I think that they're going to get limited reps. I only say that because I mean, when you saw the Buffalo Bills, they, they were in the game on that first drive against the Buffalo Bills, and they put them in and j- yanked them right back out because of how Buffalo was just working them. So I think that there will be a bit of a steep learning curve, and that's where I think you know Bears fans need to understand that when we're talking about all of these rookies, 
it's not going to be day one. And that goes for the Packers, too, for what it's worth. Uh, you'll hear me uh-huh. on Big Enough, Lucas Van Ness and things like that. But you're not hearing me talk about Lucas Van Ness. Like he's about to hit seven spin moves on somebody. I think that if he sticks to you know, his, his, his bread and butter, his power move, he may have some success against a guy with a questionable anchor like Braxton Jones. So to that point, I think that you have these D tackles, Jervon Dexter, Zach Pickens. I think they're going to slowly develop. You're hoping, and I'm talking about if you're poles, if you're fluce, you're hoping that these investments pan out. And if they haven't, such as like Avalis Jones, we've shown already been shown a history that they're going to give those two kids every opportunity. So to your point, I know it's a very long way away, but to your point, KB, as much as I love Vita Vea, I, I love Chris Jones. I don't think that they'd be trading for any of them. No, I don't. I don't think we would. We would end up with Chris Jones at all. Uh, let me say because it, you know, what I'm saying it, it's 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 a wonderful time. You know, what I'm saying to be to, just to be football because you know college football is back now. NFL is back today. And, you know, of course, we all have been looking at people, you know, the, the most thing that you will see right now on anything is Marvin Harrison Jr., of course, you know, future bear, yeah, according man. to everybody. Uh, you know, you have to have a number two overall pick to get him, I think. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I got my little boyhood crush on my, my edge rusher that I would like to see the Bears pick, which I believe is actual possibility. Uh is there, is there anybody right now that y'all see in college that you were just like, man, one of those first picks, that's a guy I got to have? I think AC and I have the same guy, but go ahead, AC. Ooh. I've already tweeted about it. Yeah, I, I think we have the same guy. One, I saw it week one against LSU. I loved this yep. guy last year in the draft. If yeah. he'd have came out last year, that would have been my pick. Uh, yeah, Jared first. Yep, there, it's, it's three of us there. It's three of us. Put him on my edge and – I mean, I've only seen Colorado a little bit, but after what I saw yesterday, um, I'm falling in love with their edge rusher as well, Dominique. Uh, oh, this kid he is used to amazing. Play at Arkansas, um, and now he's gone to Colorado. He's a little bit smaller. I think he's six yeah. two, two fifty, or something like that. But he's got speed, tenacity, and he goes out. So if Jared Verse gets picked before we're on the clock, I'm starting to like Dominique a lot, and. But but Jared versus the is the top of uh, top of my wish list. Like I would take him over. Uh, I know Brian Burns is upset in Carolina. Is wanting a new contract. Bosa was. He finally got his paycheck. How are they paying people? Um, <laughs> they have they have Brock Purdy. That's why. Right. Oh. Right. They have eight or nine players taking up eighty percent of their cap. So as much as I like the 49ers and I think they're Super Bowl contenders that thing could come crumbling down quickly when mm-hmm. those checks start coming up and they got to cash them. And uh, I got to quickly just put out like Matthew from Jesus talking about Deion Sanders prime got these Colorado boys balling. I saw a tweet yesterday. I'd love to take credit for it, but this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. They were talking about he's playing real life NCAA football. He decided to take a, a shitty ass franchise and he's trying to rebuild it. But he's just doing it like, you're, you know, you're, 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 when you're playing it on PS5 or whatever, you know, whatever you're playing, I guess PS3 back in the day, you'd never lose a game. You make sure that you were winning right from the start. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's Colorado, these Buffaloes, man. Something else. Yeah. And I know, KB, you're muted again. Oh, uh, God, I know you wanted to talk about Colorado a little bit. So I kind of teed it up there for I oh. know you were talking about it last week. You wanted yes. to say something about them. Oh man, of course, of course the, the big thing to say is, uh, and I want to start by saying this, uh, as a as an alum of a, of a HBCU, I, I do feel that we owe Deion Sanders a bit of an apology. 
that, that being said, uh, it, I've 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 never rooted against the man to fail. Uh, I understand there's 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 block there's levels to this shit, right? You 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 have stepping stones. He got the job at HBCU. He did his damnedest to get Jackson State all the publicity they needed, and it actually shined a lot of they hope. Got a college game day there. They ne- yeah. I'm sure they never had that before at all. And uh, you know, you get the you it, it puts spotlight on everybody else that's there. Uh, you start getting more coaches and shit coming into these black college programs and stuff like that, which is what we needed. Now you leave. Yes, it was it was real shaky. You know what I'm saying? A lot of folks is pissed off. You Jackson State wins the championship, y'all. All right, man. Look, I got to peace out because I got to get on the plane to get to Colorado. Type shit rubbed a lot of us the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like I said, at, at the end of the day, never rooted against this man to fail. So to see him doing what he's doing, you have, like you said, you have pretty much a cupcake team that you can build on NCAA. You might drop a couple players in, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, this kid's an 88, and this kid's an 80, this kid's an 80. But this team is winning. Mm-hmm. They they have one of, one of the more impressive wins already during this season by beating TCU. TCU yeah. was a, in the national championship last year. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fucking scoring fest, and Shador Sanders looked amazing. And I, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. Right now, we have to start talking about this kid as possibly one of the top five best quarterbacks right now if he decided to declare at the end of the season. It's one thing to do it in one game and then still look as poised as you did and be as accurate as he is. The kid has a fucking arm. I, I didn't know his arm was that, that strong, bro. He has a cannon. You do it in one game. All right, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe it, it's the first game, you know, T, Colorado did everything they could and they, and they pull it out. But you go into you, you go home, you have Nebraska come in. Nebraska came out playing. They were yeah, hitting I mean, they went and got Matt Rule this offseason to try and turn their, their things around. Exactly. So you you get you get them in and then you you see in the first half and it's starting to look like what you might think it is. You know, he didn't Shador doesn't play as well. You know, Travis Hunter ain't really putting up the stats he's putting up. Uh Dylan Edwards isn't really getting the yards that he was getting. And then halftime comes. I, look, Deion Sanders has every goddamn unlock possible. On his coaching tree, if we if we go in Madden the NCAA route, he <laughs> he has motivator. He probably has key speech. Uh, <laughs> you know, whole whole town advantage. Whatever the fuck you want to give that man. Halftime, something changed and it clicked. Yeah. And you came out, and then this man turned in another virtuoso performance. Three, the, what he has seven touchdowns right now in the season, almost a thousand yards passing in two games. Yeah, yeah, it's college football. I get it. You put you can put up gaudy stats, uh, but it, I, I would be hard pressed to say if if we had some shit happen this year. I'm not saying that that's gonna happen. You can knock on wood. If Shador Sanders declared and Fields wasn't looking up to snuff, if Shador was on that on the board, I would probably take the swing. All because of wow. the force. This is Deion Sanders' kid, but. That's just me. I'm not saying that we're gonna do that. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is gonna suck. I'm mm-hmm. saying he's a he's a very very intriguing prospect. And if his arc continues, a conversation needs to be had. And it's gonna what it's two maybe two weeks, three weeks, something like that when they play 
Colorado, I mean USC. That's that. Oh. What, what what my man say on, on the longest yard? Lost entry, lost interest. Cha cha cha. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be that game. I, I won't say I won't say too much to it, but I mean, I just and and on a sentimental note, as a California boy, I think you all know, I am so damn happy to see the Pac-12 back in relevance. And I mean, for we, a year we don't have to go to it now, and hopefully the Bears aren't <laughs> drafting the quarterback. But man, I look, I'm it's it's not. I know everybody knows Caleb Caleb Williams, Drake May, but it's exactly. Jay McCarthy, it's Michael Penix, it's Cam Ward, it's Shador Sanders, it's Quinn Ewers, it's Riley Leonard. Like I'm just. I'm telling you, the amount of quarterbacks that are that are making plays um, is just unreal. And I, what what makes me want to you know give a tear out is that just as the Pac-12 is finding relevance again, they're all leaving next year. They're all going. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like it just it kills me. It kills me. It kills me. But I mean, hey, all respect to all respect to to Colorado, Dion, primetime. I think that Shadour looks awesome. I mean, KB, to your point, I. I would, wouldn't even say I was sleeping on the kid. I was just like, well, there's just others that, you know, I have a little higher. And he's forcing his name into the conversation. And yeah. uh, I think that Colorado is going to have a wonderful year. I cannot wait to see them versus some of the bigger dogs. And not that's not that TCU is not a, not a dog or, or Nebraska, but obviously we're talking about SC. We're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, Washington, who's got a pretty solid team, and um, seeing how the, these, these Pac-12 matchups go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up a Deion Sanders fan. Actually, my first jersey that I ever had, I was probably – well, my first jersey I ever had was Corey Dillon's Bengals jersey. But the first jersey that I asked for for Christmas and got was the navy blue Cowboys Deion Sanders jersey because he was my favorite player, and I just loved the guy on and off the field. He would, I was like, he will shut you down and he will let you know about it all day long. And the only question mark with his son at quarterback is that he is he has been coached by his father since he was about six years old. That is true. So the question the question would be is if you get him, say the New England Patriots draft him, how would he do under Bill Belichick uh, or the Steelers? How would how would he take to a hard coach like Mike Tomlin, who's going to coach you hard? And he's doing it for you to be the best, but I don't know how because I watch my son play football, but I don't I don't know if I could ever be his head coach because it's difficult to and maybe Dion does it fine, I don't know, but it's I'm sure he holds his son separate. I'm sure he holds his son coaches his son harder, holds him more accountable than any other player on that team. That's facts. I think that Shador Sanders' life is probably miserable playing under Dion. <laughs> but like <laughs> But you get, love it. He's following hey, I mean, him all that's, around. That's the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady thing. Like he chew on Tom all the time. But guess what? Absolutely. When when it's that way, there's a reason you have that success. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, well, I, we, I, I mean, we better get back on track here. We I know. Real, real quick, Phil Lisa was joking around saying like, would Sanders Sanders the next Bears head coach? And nah. just, no, no, no. But I mean, I'll tell you what. One name that is interesting is Dave Aranda, the Baylor head coach. They're zero and two out the gates. And I don't know how many people know Dave Aranda, but he's a defensive genius mastermind. And so to that point, barely seem, I don't really care who is the Bears head coach. Can I just please get a better defense? Uh, I'm just being honest. I just, just give me a better defensive scheme. Uh, whatever that's, however that looks like. If you want to hire a new DC, if you want to hire a new head coach, obviously I, I'm joking, but I tend to think the head coach is what needs to be replaced because he loves this archaic uh, 2000. Cover two shit. Yeah, yes. But I mean, anyways, back to the Bears. <clears throat> 
Jordan, yeah, regard what you just said about our coach at the moment in time there, I mean, he does put a lot of wrinkles into that scheme. I mean, it's not like the same scheme which Lovey Smith are playing with in the mid in the mid noughties. So I think he yeah, he does sort of mix it up a little bit. Uh, but what would you prefer to play if you if you don't particularly like that sort of scheme at the moment? Well, and I appreciate the question, Chris. And to be fair, let me let me give give the flowers to Flus. And I understand Alan Williams. They were playing with neighbor kids, XFL talent last year. I mean, for the most part. So. I understand, and I, I there's somebody that really under, kind of did a deep dive on on the Colts back when they had all their players and what it looked like. He did have very interesting wrinkles, exotic looks to get into Tampa too. They played a lot of cover three, single high on early downs, um, it, but even then, that's some of it's not that that's just miserably predictable. But that is very much like, okay, so on early downs, we're going to put an extra man in the box, so then we're going to force you to try to matriculate down the field. And I, I won't go so deep on this, but I think I'll be able to answer your question, Chris. We're at a time right now where there was a bit of a, a meta in defense where we, the better defenses would say, we want to force these offenses that are explosive to matriculate down the field. And the way that we're going to do that is we're going to put a shell or a roof on the defense and play two high safeties, play cover two, play quarters. And if your offensive drive has to take 18 plays as opposed to six, there's 12 more opportunities there for us to get a takeaway for some mayhem. So it's not that it's the worst sound idea, but it's just not my preference. So to your, to your, to your question, Chris, I I love the reason you heard me wax poetically about Brian Flores and it's, he's kind of one of the only ones, but there's a few others, but he's the one, he's the only one that does it the way he does, which is, and this is why I think the, the Vikings went out and got him. That's why I think it's going to be successful for them is it is a high leverage, high stakes defense. But what Flores does that I would like to see more teams, not just the bears do is they are not letting the offense dictate to them. They're not saying, okay, well, you'll play your offense. We're going to try to put a roof on you, and we're going to try to make you make mistakes. They bring the fight to the offense by bringing everybody up to the line. It's extremely hard on the DBs. They're asking them to backpedal 40 yards as opposed to sitting there and coming down from a too high level. So I just think that to me, and some of that, Chris, this will be my last point is when you line up with four down linemen and you've got your either two backers because you're in nickel or your three because you're in base, that can create a lot of predictability in your pass protection sets and your formations and what you're seeing out of a defense. It's incredible. And this is not even just a flu thing. This is anywhere in the NFL. This is even Fangio, whether they get into penny looks or otherwise. But when you play a team like the Vikings this year or any of those, the New England style really, you have the most difficult time trying to set your passing protection there because you have so many bodies and some are dropping. You get simulated pressures, you get mug day gaps. I mean, it's, it's early in the season, but this is the whole point today is preseason's done, right? So mm -hmm. let's see. I'd be curious. Let's do a field dive this week. Let's see how often you see the Bears get into some double mug looks. Let's see how many. I think that they're going to blitz Jordan Love quite a bit. But let's see. I think see. that would be the best idea. Yeah. Are they are they going to overload the front? So are they going to have simulated pressures? Uh, we'll see. I mean, and to the last thing, Chris, is to your point that you said, like, he does add wrinkles. They do drop some defensive linemen. 
um, when they do that. And that's some creativity. They had Travis Bell dropping um, in the preseason, which is an interesting move. So we, there, it's not that it's all bad with Foose. It's just that really what it comes down to, and I think he's probably a great man. I have no doubt that his principles are fantastic. Um, I think the hits philosophy is a good way to play football. I think he probably gets a lot of love and respect from his players, his coaches. So it's not even that. I think it's just for me, it's really just a preference thing. It's it's that's ketchup, and maybe I like to go mustard on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. I mean, uh, Poles obviously liked the guy. He interviewed him. He said that was his guy, so that's who he went with. Uh, it just it's difficult for me to watch majority of the NFL going with offensive minds at the head coach position and the defense kind of taking a back seat to where you, because like I've said earlier, if for some, if somehow this works out and our offense looks really good, the defense holds up and we're looking at a playoff team or, or, or something and Justin Fields continues to ascend to the level he needs to, well, then you're looking at Getsy getting a head coaching job like Dabble did with Buffalo because they have a defensive head coach. It's the reason Eric Bieniemy left Kansas City where he had a nice safety blanket, but every time he interviewed, you know, he's under an offensive head coach. They're asking him, we saw what happened with Nagy. Is this your offense or is this Andy Reid's offense? We need to see what you've got. Yes, KB, I see your eyes when I say that name. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to curse, but that's <laughs> curse. You see, you see how he neutered fucking Patrick Mahomes in them. And that, I mean, that beautiful Denny's menu, that McDonald's menu that he has laminated. Hey, wait, I need something to put in front of my face. My man was like, <laughs> I think they ran the ball like 17 times, and I was oh, like, God. shocker. Right. How could we have imagined that? <laughs> no one saw this coming. People were giving him our time, and it's fine. I, I do, to be fair, I do think a lot of that, the, the bullshit stuff that was going with Casey is probably some of Nagy, too. But I, we, we don't have to totally go on the side, but I just have to say, I have no no disrespect to the Chiefs offense. They're fantastic every year. They're great. But like to the point we're talking about like preference and styles of what you prefer on certain things, I hate the Chiefs offense. I hate that, that just finesse bullshit where we're running – Shovel options, a little pitch. I just cannot stand it. It is like it's all fancy window dressing, but that's just not how I'd prefer to play football. So seeing 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 it cost them was fantastic. I was so happy about it. I was gonna say Patrick Mahomes said he got a Hall of Fame tight end taking the top off of defenses and running the team. (laughs) My man said it best on on the quarterback, bro. They play they play backyard quarterback. They play backyard football, bro, and I. It was just validation. Mm-hmm. You see it. <laughs> it was, there is no scheme. It's y'all run down. Somebody get open. If you don't get open, keep running around until you get open. I got the arm to get you the ball. So it works. Well, Rick Ruder says he's on the train to Soldier Field. Yo, baby. One Bears Packers. This guy's got the right idea going down there. He's probably going to tailgate a little bit. If you hit up the South Lot, look for our. Our friend and former co-host Mike Schaefer, he's the he's got the South Watt uh, down pat and uh, great can guy. Ask, if you run into him, can I ask you, fellas? Is there is there a certain thing today regarding? I mean, you can make it about the Packers if you want, but regarding the Bears, that is the most concerning to you. Like, if you're like, holy, if, if this happens, I got this circled. As if this happens, it's going to be a real bad day. Offensive line. 
It, that, that, I'm just going to this, this, fuck that. It, that's that's number one. The offensive line. How does it hold up? Chris? Go ahead, Steve. Sorry, mate. Uh, oh, no, you good. Originally offensive line, but I just think our, our, our run defense, really. If they, if they, because they've got, they've got two great running backs. And all the way through the preseason, we've been pretty lousy on the run defense. So, you know, if they sort of maybe like get a score up and they're going to start pounding the ball at us, that, that really, really worries me. Really worries me. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Leo Factor here when he says interior D line and edge. Uh, we we kind of spoke on it earlier. Um, you really need to shut down this running game of the Packers and force uh, Jordan Love into passing situations. And when that happens, are you going to get your worth out of Unique Ngakwe, or is there a reason he's been on five teams in five seasons, or or five teams in four seasons, or something? You got to. I mean, we have to shore it up. It all starts up front. You know, I know it's cliche, but it's the truth. Uh, O-line and D-line is where it starts and ends with this group. Um, Although we have an athletic quarterback, a stable of running backs, and hopefully an offensive coordinator who, if your O-line is struggling, they will scheme away from it. They will add – chip in blocks you got commit you brought in tunyon you brought in mercedes lewis simply because he's a great blocking tight end tunyon ain't playing what did we see in the preseason screen pass to dj moore to the house screen pass to herbert to the house screen pass to uh everybody you know they were all screen passes so you have an offensive coordinator who can scheme to help with that and in this defense you don't really have they don't like to blitz, so you got to get home with your D-line and edge rushers. Uh, I would love to see Tremaine Edmonds come right down through the A-gap and make Jordan Love make a quick decision, but we don't see that in this defense often, so you have to get home with your four guys. You have to. There's no cho- There's no other choice, uh, but that's the biggest concern for me in this game. What about you, Jordan? Yeah, it's – you know, and I, it's why I ask because I think that we have such an, and I'm not just trying to blow smoke, but we have a very astute group here of, of mm. yourself, AC, Chris, KB, because that, to me, you guys hit it. I think the the offensive line and the defensive line of the Bears is kind of the big issues to me or the big concerns. Uh, yep. But if I had to really nail it down, to me, I think I it's, it's intrigue more than I'd say it's a concern. Um, particularly because if Justin Fields has done anything in his life, he's made sure through the last two years he's been able to handle leaky tackles. My actual – if we're talking like real concern is how is Kenny Clark – or I guess it's going to be TJ Slayton, but ultimately the interior of the offensive line, how are they going to hold up? But to get a little more specific, I'm really intrigued and interested to see how these Bears tackles do. Um, I think they both have different things to show. We don't have a lot of tape on Darnell Wright. Um, and I mean, we're going to see what that looks like. Presumably, I think Gary will be lined up over him. And I get it. Everybody wants to crown Darnell, right? I'm not at all telling you he's not a good player, but I still am like kind of like, I, I need to see what you look like for a full game at this weight because mm-hmm. I know you look fantastic at 330. I know that you look fantastic at Tennessee when you were in a much bigger frame. I'm sure he's going to move fantastic, but have there been any negativities built into his game from shifting his body to be more svelte? And then on the flip side, 
I massive credit. I got to say, like legit credit, because it didn't get tested a ton. But if you watch the preseason, you can see it. Braxton Jones definitively, definitively has improved his anchor. Like there's been guys that have tried to push. He still gives up some ground, but it's not nearly as bad. Like what it would have been destroyed last year is there. It's, oh yeah, it's holding up. So massive credit to him. But does that hold up over the course of a game? And the Packers, I only bring this up because the Packers play different defense different than most others. They have a few a few other teams that play it this way. The Ravens have some physical guys. Titans have some physical guys. But the Packers don't have a lot of bendy edges. It's not Brian Burns out there trying to beat you around the corner. Mm-hmm. It's these brick, yeah, it's these brick shit houses that it's it's Lucas Van Ness that's going to sit there and try to drive his hands into your chest and drive you back. It's Rashawn Gary that's going to do the same. Preston Smith's got that same type of game. Kingsley Agnagbari from, I mean, SEC country, Aaron, you probably know him. Um, another power guy. So, and then this is the thing. That's the whole point I bring them all up is they've got waves of these dudes. So how does that, how do the power games of this, these waves of Packers defenders affect the Bears offensive tackles? And see, and that, and that kind of plays into what I was thinking, right? Because, you know, I said, I said this offensive line didn't have some of my, my main concern. Yeah, I remember when we first started talking about this during the offseason and saying, we, hey, I wish we can get this person to shore up this and blah, blah, blah. My whole concern was the interior, right? You got Cody White here playing back at left guard. And we know notoriously last year my man didn't necessarily play the greatest. Average, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit un- less than average, possibly. Yeah, he was sitting next to uh, the, the Mustafa kid. Maybe that played a lot into it because Mustafa was getting his ass beat like a drum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can only play as good as the guy that's next to you. I get that. Uh, so you got somebody in there that we haven't seen play center but nothing other than one time in one series in almost two years. And then we have Nate Davis, who I, he's a consummate pro, but, yeah, he, he has stuff going on this offseason. We didn't really get to see him much. He hasn't yeah. really got to practice much. And I've said before that's that you can you can have right the tackles get pushed a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because that's that's how your pocket forms. You go around, they take them around the edge, you, you let them do that. But if that off that that core of your inside line crumbles and fields can't step up or fields can't sit in the pocket because it's being pushed back into his lap. That that's what we have the problem, and you look no further than Kenny Clark. The the dude's a powerhouse, man. It's just like it's like Jordan said. He's he's pretty much like how the, their edge rushers are, but a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He's gonna push. He's gonna push them back into his lap, and it scares me because, like I said, you have one guy hurt, two other guys that haven't really played in 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 a, in a little bit. So. That's where my, my main concern happens. Yes, I understand people are going to get beat. Braxton Jones will probably be once or twice during this game, and that's going to happen. Darnell Wright, the same thing. He's a rookie. Not expecting him to come in and be Panay Sewell day one or, you know what I'm saying, Braxton Jones to be, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Trent Williams right off the bat. You know what I'm saying? I understand it's going to take that time. But right now, I got more faith in those two than I got on the inside, even though we well, have – if if Lucas Patrick cannot finish the game, we got a guy behind him who I am quickly falling in love with. Dan fucking 
Feeny. Well, oh, Feeny? Wearing beer drinking <laughs> fucking hard nosed offensive lineman. As soon as I saw him, as soon as I saw we traded for him, I saw I looked him up and I love that guy. His attitude. He is just and I even told my wife, I was like, I love this guy. And she was like, like, what's so special about him? I was like, look at him in a hockey game. And then it was the video of him <laughs> chugging the beer and smashing it on his head. That's what the fuck I want. I want big, nasty, mean offensive lineman who's going to come up, hit you in your mouth over and over and over and over and over <laughs> and over and over and over and over and over, nerds, and over again. Ah! And submit. <laughs> And that's exactly what he does. So I love that guy. I know he's not starting, but I think it's only a matter of time before he does get in there and start. I'll, and, I'll tell uh, you what, he, he he the best thing about Feeney is he can play any of the three interior. So if any of those guys go out, either hurt or they're not playing well, I don't – I mean, we'll see, but I don't get the sense that they'd be afraid to pull one of those guys out, be it a Patrick or a white hair, and then all of a sudden bring in Feeney. I don't think they'll pull Davis just because of the payday, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. I, I will, I will say, though, just – No, no, Chris, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I'll just say, uh, the first time I saw the picture of Fina, he just looked like my dad from the 1980s with an like, haircut and moustache. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, that, that's what I like. I like, I like it. I like an offensive lineman that way, and I like, I like the attitude as well, and uh, – yeah, I just I just think it's going to be a good addition. But sorry, Jordan, please continue, mate. Oh, that's okay. I was I was just because I know I know you got George Barlissimo in here going. He doesn't like us talking about the concerns of the Bears, but he was saying like, what do the Packers had to be concerned about? So I want to take this. I mean, I'll certainly pass the baton, but if I can go that's, first here, that's what I was going to go to next. So go I, ahead. I want, to, I, want, I want to sit here and be able to kind of lock in, take my lock of the week, uh, my lock of the week, matchup of the week, if you will. Both sides is the best part about it. Is I don't think you get this every week, but this one, it, it matters. Give me the position, the battle, the matchup of the week that I'm watching as the slot defender for both teams. Um, and the reason I say that, it, it, is, it's, it's, it's a, it should be a Bears. It should benefit the Bears on both ways. So a little background. I've had Chase Claypool scored a touchdown in the first game Bears game of the season for like months now. And I was kind of like, ah, it just kind of feels right. No, I'm definitely like hammer that shit home today. Hammer that shit hard. And I, I say Claypool because I think he'll be in the slot. But I, really what I'm saying is whoever's in the slot, sign me up for a touchdown, um, if not multiple. And the reason I say that is because Eric Stokes is out. He's on the yep. pop list. Yep. And Keyshawn <laughs> Nixon, who is the – I mean, he's uh, – He's a, uh, a Rich Basaccia, or not? He has a Basaccia, Rich Basaccia guy from from the Raiders, and he's now their starting nickel. Mm. And if that's DJ Moore, if that's Darnell Mooney, if that's Chase Claypool, I think that the slot receiver is going to have a field day on the slot corner if Justin Fields has the time to get it out there. Well, I know, I know, we all talked about what Justin Jones came out and said about the Packers. What? Uh, Jaquan Briskers came out and said about the Packers. Rasul Douglas came out from the Packers and said, look, I've played in this league at Philly, at Arizona, at several other stops, and I have never lost to the Bears. He said it's not a rivalry to me because of that. So you've got that on the outside, and you've got – hopefully we have an offensive coordinator who will move – or if, if 
Jair Alexander is not going to follow DJ Moore wherever he goes. Oh, he is. Move him around and get nasty. <laughs> he didn't do it last year, KB. He even complained about it. So that comes down to your defensive coordinator if that's what he wants to. If he's running, you're over here, you're over here, this is what we're doing. Move our guys around and see how they adjust. Uh, that's definitely a that's definitely a big thing, Jordan. But uh, I mean, and I'll just what, quickly on the other end because I got to the the Packers side and the Bears receivers are just going to have a field day. Give me the other matchup of the week is Kyler Gordon, and the reason I say that is because Spider Man. I mean, it's, it's possible that Jaden Reed is playing on the outside now that you got because you got it. Yeah. Those that are totally just kind of in the clouds. Christian Watson's a starting X receiver for the Packers. He's out. And then you got Romeo Dubs, who's playing, but is definitely half. He's going to be on limited reps, and he's definitely not at one hundred percent. So I do think he'll probably slide over to the X role. But traditionally, he's the Z. And they kind of swap. But the reality is now you're up to Jaden Reed and Samari Toure, and they were planning on having Jaden Reed as a slot receiver. And the only reason I think he'll probably still play there is he's a young receiver. I don't think that they're all of a sudden going to go well. I know you've been practicing a slot, but you better know all the X routes or Z routes and just go move to the outside. And so to me, I like Jaden Reed. I think he's a good player and he's a physical slot. For his size, he actually plays some pretty big bully ball. But I think Kyler Gordon is game for that. And if you're talking about Jordan Love, who doesn't have the speedster yak freak in Christian Watson, and has a guy that most DBs can probably play with one hand behind their back because he's injured in Romeo Dubs, then now you're looking at the tight ends or you're looking at Jaden Reed as the next best option. And I think Kyler Gordon locks that ass up like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. So to me, matchup of the week is the slots. I like barely the most point here, the double moves on the outside corners. Both of them bite hard. I said this last year about uh, Rasul Douglas. He That's why he's moved around the league so much. He likes to get greedy. And try to jump routes. So double move these guys. Make them work. You got to make them work. I mean, you, all had, day. you you had an Keels Harry slow ass on a beat beat Jair Alexander on a double move. That's true. That's true. Yeah, lead foot over there. Ass. And you give they that to DJ ass. Moore. He's going. He's going you where, home. Chris? He's going to the house. He's, he's going to the way the crowd. <laughs> we get through a five. We gotta get through a five trick, Daddy. Take it to the house. Take it to the house. Take it to the house. Hey, you know what's funny though? Because uh, there we go. I was gonna say. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, they said somebody said Claypool came out just recently and uh, talked about Getsy saying that uh, he does a great job getting where he needs to be. And saying that, I guess, in uh, Pittsburgh, especially in the early goings, it was a lot of vertical routes that he would run, which is where he feels his the strength of his game is. So with that being said, I kind of I, I do feel like it'll be times where we see him in the slot, but I feel like he's going to be doing a lot of those vertical goal routes because that's that, what he likes to do. If that man can put sauce on notice, oh yeah, he can absolutely put – Jair, I love Jair Alexander. Not not disrespecting him, but scrappy dude. Like him and Rosal oh, Douglas. You don't like him. I forgot Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna say, man. You broke out completely. There, I, 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 I didn't. No I didn't hear. Him. <laughs> I I will say though, I, briefly to to the other thing that George like. Hey, what does the Packers worry you about, or what should they be worried about? 
is they have Rudy Ford as their other starting safety. And like I, I will actually, I got to own my priors here. Darnell Savage was one of my favorite safeties that year. I was actually, oh, I talked to, yeah. I, and I'm not even trying to stunt here, like because I'm not like friends with the guy, but I was at the 2019 Bears opener, and Kyle Brandt was there. It was that first? It was the opening game of the season, and I was telling Kyle Brandt at the time, like I, I was worried Darnell Savage was going to have a pick on Mitch Trubisky that game. It ended up being Amos to end the game, but that that kind of all ties into the fact that I loved Savage coming out and Savage. Mm-hmm has actually been a disappointment for the Packers. And, I mean, we're talking about slot players. He actually has looked best when they put him at nickel. So if Keyshawn Nixon struggles, maybe they move Savage to nickel. But then this is my whole problem is there is no Amos anymore. There is no – now, they did get one of my favorite safeties in the seventh round, Anthony Johnson. But Anthony Johnson's not even starting. If we look at their their depth chart, you're looking at – Anthony Johnson would be the backup for Rudy Ford. I personally would have probably started Johnson out the gate. Not that Rudy Ford's an awful player, but that is to me when you're talking about now we got to see Justin Fields. You went to talk about Justin Fields and the awesome arm. I would be trying to find ways to put those safeties in conflict. And you can probably find a time or two as they'd like to play too high. You can probably find a time or two where you can get Rudy Ford in conflict on a post route when he's expected to be the post safety. And it's just bombs away because I do not have a lot of faith in Rudy Ford as a as a safety. So, to George, I hope that takes care of your point of like what do what the Packers have concerns of? I think there's quite a few concerns on defense for the Packers. I, have, I think they have a great great front seven. I think their their DBs are okay, but we've got a couple holes there. As far as offensively, I just think the, the lack of receivers is going to kill going to kill the Packers. Uh, they're going to run the ball well, but the problem Chris, is this what do you is, think? Uh... What do you think the Packers have to worry about today? What's the biggest thing that you think the Bears can take advantage of against this Green Bay Packers team? Ooh, ooh, you talking about me? I, mean, Chris. I, I personally think it's – What's that? Go ahead, no, Chris. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, you yeah. good. You good? I mean, Matt – Good, good, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to see our defensive backs take advantage of the injuries what the uh, you know the Green Bay Packers wide receivers have, come, have got and also their inexperience. I think that, that, that could be a, a union what really could take advantage of that situation. Uh, and also as well, I mean, no, this is a bit like slightly going off slap, but I'd just be interested to see as well what sort of offence Getsy brings out today. Is it going to be a lot different to what we saw last year when it was very sort of conservative? Even though we seem to sort of get off at a quick start on the scripted plays, it sort of got very conservative. So I'd be really interested to see what he starts calling in this game, really, is it? And then you could probably judge him better as a coordinator that he's got, you know, he's got less excuses because he's got better talent now. So they're the sort of things what sort of have been going around my sort of vacant head for the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely good points. I definitely wanted to bring up the secondary. I wore my Brisker jersey today because I think he's going to have a good game. Uh, you got Bojack coming back and healthy. You got Kyler Gordon take over that slot, really looking good in the preseason. He had his hands on some interceptions and he was hitting guys, which is always fun to see. You got Tyreek Stevenson, who hopefully he can keep his temper under control and keep those those penalties uh, <laughs> out of it. So because we can't be giving these guys free yardage. And of course, Jalen Johnson is just the ultimate professional. I mean, he, he shows up to work every day. Uh, tightens up his bootstraps and pulls on his gloves and just goes to work. He doesn't get all the interceptions, but 
he sticks to guys like glue. And it's definitely a, a big thing, especially if they're going with backup receivers who they don't have a ton of experience. Uh, they may or may not have a ton of reps with uh, Jordan Love. I know he yeah. works out. He's been working out with Romeo Dobbs for a few years because they were both on that on that scout team coming up together. Uh, so he's got – that's going to be his go-to today. But you stick Jalen Johnson on him and make him have to go somewhere else, make him build a relationship with Musgrave. And then when he does that, you've got Tremaine Edmonds in the middle and TJ Edwards in the middle and my guy Jack Sanborn out there, you know, uh, or, or or a slot guy. You know, we just talked about Kyler Gordon. That's definitely a big – a big thing, Chris, is our secondary trying to take advantage of of their weapons on offense. What about you, KB? What's the biggest thing that you oh, think man. the Bears take advantage of? I, I, I think today the biggest. I think the biggest thing that had been said is, is of course, is Jordan Love. Let's let's not let's not sugarcoat this. Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers by any stretch of the mean. Jordan Love is is a very unknown. We from what we all have seen and kind of understood was, all right, yeah, the dude came in last year. He played decently in the game. Okay, that's one game. You come off the bench, you either shit or you shine. Mm-hmm. You shine a little bit. Good for him. Now, what what is it? What's the what's the pressure on this kid now? Because you come in a game like that, what's the pressure on you? You know what I'm saying? Y'all wouldn't pick to win that game at all anyway. But now you're coming in with the expectations to be the guy. You're you're coming in on this long line of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Well, I ain't gonna say long line. We'll just say this line of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Forty years, almost yeah. forty years. Okay, so we can say long line. I was I was just going by the people. Uh, <laughs> but you you bringing up the rear of, of Brett Favre, of Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? What are you? Mm-hmm. you? You it's like you said today. You got to look at the fact this man probably hasn't been throwing to these wide receivers a whole lot. He, I mean, he's probably played you. He's played with Romeo Doves, of course, but that's one thing. You got you got somebody that's half a wide receiver that day today. Uh, how how frantic do you get when the bullets start to fly? Because yeah. that's something we haven't really got to see. You're not going to have that real go to guy or that that kid that can bail you out like a Christian Watson. As much flack as I gave the kid last year for not being able to catch until a certain part of the fucking season, he he has wheels. So you can you can drop something off and the kid will take the, the, the ball 70 yards like DJ Moore does untouched. So what how does he handle what the Bears are gonna throw at him? Hopefully it's not the vanilla bullshit that we've been used to seeing. To me, I would bring exotic as many exotic pressures as I can at the kid. Make him read a field, make him sit there and say, okay. Yeah, they're sitting back in zone on this play. I need I need to go here because this is what my route progressions are. Don't don't make him think that, and don't give him the time to actually think it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel like as a Bears fan, that's what we have always had to deal with. A lot of these people that come in, these quarterbacks that we feel, hey, if they just did this, we should be successful. And then we sit back and and fucking coverage and send three people the entire fucking game, and then we get picked apart by Mike White. You know, you we lose to to. <laughs> What's 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 my man's name? Uh, the the kid that played it for Denver that year. That the Brock Weiler, Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. <laughs> I knew where you were. Going. It's 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 that stigma to me that the Bears defense has that the Bears have. Period. It's always this soft coverage and not coming after these young these young kids who have the weight of the world on their shoulders, man. Yeah. 
Send pressure at them, make them think, and then take the ability away to think. It's 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 that type. That's it's chess. Yeah. If I make you do something and then I take it away from you, you panic. You want to make Jordan Love panic. And to me, that's what the biggest key of this game is because if Jordan Love doesn't play well, they don't win. Yeah. And you and I mean we got Packers fans who have never seen well a starting quarterback for them that's not Hall of Fame level. I mean, exactly. they've had they've had it for 30 years. I'm 35. So in my lifetime, <laughs> really in my football watching lifetime, they've had a Hall of Famer under center. So yep. yeah, that's definitely a big thing. All the pressure is on them um to to succeed and and Packers fans are going to let you know how they feel. I mean, they're the owners of their team, right? So so they'll let you know how they feel about what they see on the field. Uh, My, if y'all are going to leave it for me and tee it up for me, the biggest thing for me today is Justin Fields, Justin fucking Fields. He's got to show up today. He's got to show out today, not only running the ball, all over this defense, but as well as passing the ball. We went out and we got him weapons. You got a DJ Moore you can move around. Mooney's back healthy. You got Chase Claypool that you basically traded a first-round pick for. You brought in big Bob Tunyon on one side, and you just paid Cole Komet on the other side. So you have got to take advantage of these weapons. And if they're covered, take off and run. Because I'll just tell you guys, I told Chris before I got on here, sports gambling finally passed in the state of Kentucky. They passed it all around us before they finally passed it here. Because apparently you can't bet on something Saturday night and then go to church on Sunday because they frown upon Mm -hmm. that uh, in the Bible Belt. But they finally passed it, so your boy, <laughs> your boy went down to Red Mile on Friday, and I started I started sports gambling. I hit yesterday on Miami Ooh. over Texas A and M plus three. Your boy hit that, and today oh. I have Bears Packers. I have Bears Packers under forty six and a half, and I have an anytime touchdown for Justin Fields at plus one eleven. I was like, that's fucking free money. So. <laughs> My guy, Justin Fields, go out there, prove you're the man, score some touchdowns, and help me put a little bit of money in my pocket, too. I sure would appreciate it. So forgive me for that. Just so I'm forgive. I have to ask them real quick, Chris. So, AC, if if something's plus 111, let's say you put 100 bucks. So is it that you're getting 111 back? I believe that's how it works. Yes, okay. I was hoping Tooch would be on here today. I did message him, and he's a little busy this morning. He was trying to make it. If he hops in, maybe we'll talk gambling. But if he, uh, I don't know. I'm about to. I'm about ready to go around and get predictions and and try to yeah. close this thing out so that Tooch can come in here and help people set their fantasy lineups before it's too right. late. Because uh, I woke up this morning and said Mark Andrews ain't playing, so I had to scramble oh, trying to find a tight end. <laughs> so I know his show is definitely going to be needed this morning, first week of the season. But uh, I'll go around the room. I'll start with Jordan and go this way, and then uh, we'll give me your your uh, score prediction, bold prediction, and an MVP. I used to do offensive and defensive MVP. Just give me who you think the MVP of the entire game is going to be. And uh, if you want to hit shout-outs, go ahead and hit your shout-outs, and uh, we'll get on out here for the day. Go ahead, Jordan. Sounds good. Well, I, I, I say this as kind of the, the joker, the villain of the group. Bears, the chat, you Bears fans, you are lucky. You're off the hook this week. I'm not, I swear to God, I'm not kidding. I was picking the Packers to win this game before the injuries were happening. Yes, I was, I, and definitively. Like, no doubt in my mind, I had the Packers beating the Bears this game had before the injuries happened. 
that has flipped and I will go into a brief explanation as to why, but so score prediction, um, I have it 24, 20 bears. And the big difference there is that I don't necessarily, that's the interesting part is I don't think anything has changed in the plan. I don't even think the outcome will be changed. I do think the bears are going to get ground down by this run game. I think the Packers are going to run rough shot on that ass. But the difference though, is that you no longer have the change up previously. You could run rough shot on the bears defense and then bombs away to Christian Watson or Romeo Dubs. And now that you have taken that change up away, that is what's going to doom the Packers. You can run all day and night, but if you can't pass, I now I'm if I'm Eberflus, if I'm Alan Williams, I have no threat at all. I'm bringing them all up to the front. I'm loading the box. Good luck. So to me, I think that that is really the key difference maker here um, in what's led to my 24-20 prediction um, as far as MVP of the game, and I, I think, was there anything else that you needed from me, AC? Was it just MVP in the score? Uh, if you want to hit shout outs, you go ahead yes, and, okay. and hit your MVP of the game for me. It's uh, let somebody else have Justin Fields. That's fine. Uh, I'm taking Chase Claypool. Um, I, I think DJ Moore and all these, you have a lot of good options here, but give me Chase Claypool. Um, I am on the, I've been buying his stock since he was traded for, and I'm here, still here. I've been here just as strong since. And so while you Fairweather fans have uh, backed out and said, like, he's a wasted pick and all this, fuck you. Uh, I'm excited to, to ride with, with Chase Claypool this year. I think he's going he's gonna to earn some money. And, um, yeah, uh, shout-outs, gentlemen. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. Chat, don't take it too seriously. I'm just – if you, you – you don't have to like me, but if you ever want just honest, transparent football takes, I don't pick the, the Packers over the Bears just because I'm, like, trying to piss people off. I, I call it like I see it. I know these gentlemen will speak here and, and, and identify that. So um, I don't have the Packers winning this one, but for future weeks, don't get mad at me. I just call it like I see it, and I appreciate you both being here. Much love. Bear down. All right, so I'm guessing it's me KB. next time. I guess it's me. Yes, sir. Uh, man, let's uh, let's start Let's start with the MVP, man. I'm, I'm not going to give it to a person. I'm going to give it to a unit. All right? I'm going to give the unit to the, def- the defensive line. That's who my MVP is going to be. Uh I am on – I do feel a, a certain type of way because it's more of I feel like the Bears might actually have a hard, hot start to this game, and we put up a couple touchdowns before the Packers actually get the chance to even try to get on the board. And I think that sets them back, and they feel like they have to go into attack mode and try to throw on the Bears, and that's not going to work. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna give uh, Yannick Ngakwe – Marcus Walker, my, my cousin, Justin Jones, all them young cats. I'm, I'm going to give them their flowers this game and say they'll be the MVPs of this game. I got the score for this game being 27 to 10. I, I do not think the Packers are going to be able to score because of what, what Jordan was saying. I do feel like because of everything that's going against them, the Bears might load the box in the beginning, make it really hard to run against. And then once they, they realize that they're down and they have to play catch up, they start to tee off. So, uh, like I said, I'm taking the Bears on this one. I'm, I'm saying we, we put up 27. Yeah, it's a lot of points. But we've seen this team for a, a spurt of weeks be the number one scoring offense in the fucking league. And this that man now that led the charge has an embarrassment. I ain't gonna say I won't say an embarrassment of riches, but you 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 looking at a lot of land around you now, and you you might have gold or oil out there. So, uh. I'm, I, my my score prediction, yeah, twenty seven ten. Uh, shout outs, shout outs to everybody that's that's in the chat, man. It it's been a long time coming, man. You know we had a lot of downtime 
a lot of depressing nights, a lot of depressing mornings, just looking at each other saying, man, I can't wait for football <laughs> to come back. And football is fucking back, people. We are all excited. We are all happy. Uh, love you, boys, man. It's always nice to be on here with y'all, man. It's good to see Jordan getting his ass up in the morning, man. You are a champ, brother. You are a champ. <laughs> Uh, my boy, my boy Chris across the pond, and my boy AC, man. I love y'all boys, man. Football is back, baby. Let's do it. Hell yeah. All right, my man Chris, what's what you got today? Right. Well, I, I, I'm definitely going for the Bears win. I think the score will be 21 to 14 to the Bears. Uh, I just, I just, I just think that surely this has got to be our side. I feel like. This is the closest the two teams are, you know, sort of talent-wise, balance-wise, you know, for many, many years now. Uh, so that's that my sort of uh, prediction for the scoreline. I mean, I'll probably I'm just going to be obvious to say Justin Fields because we all want him to, like, take that next step. We want to see him, you know, read them defences a bit quicker, get the ball out a bit quicker, show who's going to be, like, you know, the, the quarterback of the... Uh, NFC North. So I know it's an obvious one, but we all want that guy to do well because if he clicks and this offense clicks, then who knows where we're going to end up in January. But the most important thing is shout out to you boys, man. Every Sunday afternoon when it's the NFL season, it's absolutely awesome to get a chance to speak to you guys. And I always learn so much new stuff from you guys. And, and uh, yeah, end of all the the talking, it's end of all the predicting, it's end of all the, you know, talking about maybe this and that. It's actually going to happen on, uh, in a couple hours' time. So, yeah, that's my prediction. Bears win. Yeah, well, I thought y'all were going to leave me Justin Fields, but you didn't. And I was going to take him for nah, sure. Jordan, they're in the chat. They're confused. Did you pick Packers win or you picked Bears win? No, 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 no. Bears, everybody's just hating on me. Yeah, it's fine. I had I had the Packers beating the Bears before the injuries. Right. For clarification. So as of today, right now, just for all the all the all the slows, 24 to 20, Chicago Bears winning. Thank you. Okay. That's what who, I thought. That's who, I was very confused when I heard you say who, it. Who and then in the chat Phoenix. they were confused. <laughs> We are hooked on Thonics. That's the, for, for some of the slows in the chat. 24-20 Chicago Bears. Okay. Um, well, damn, now i got to pick a new MVP. Um, my score prediction uh, is going to be, man, I'm kind of right there with you, Jordan. I'm feeling like a 24-20 or a 24-17 type game. Uh, Bears win, obviously. Not Bears. Uh, someone, someone in the chat said uh, – Bears 100, Packers negative three, and I love that prediction. Uh, go Bears, but uh, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with 24-17, uh, Bears win. My MVP is – I'm aware of the guy that I'm that I'm repping. Jaquan Brisker gets him a pick today, and fuck it, he's going to take it to the crib, Chris Watts. So we got Jordan uh, Jaquan Brisker. I don't know if that's an MVP or if that would be a bold prediction for that. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, I'll give uh, MVP and bold prediction to Jaquan Brisker becoming MVP and taking a pick six. Um, I've got, I think Justin Fields comes out today and does his thing, takes care of the football, and and we win the ball game. He's got all these weapons, these new toys, 
and uh, I'm excited for it to finally go. Don Burr is the first one to pick Green Bay that I've seen in the chat. Uh, Notorious is saying FGB, absolutely. Fuck Green Bay. Uh, screw the Packers, definitely. Uh, my shout-outs, first and foremost, is to you boys for coming on here this morning. Jordan Silvera, bright and early out west. My man KB um, down there in uh, South Bend, Indiana, in, in enemy territory with Notre Dame, and, and he's got touchdown Jesus in his backyard. Uh, and my man C-Dub from all the way across the pond, thanks for coming in today. Uh, we talked a little bit of everything, some college football, what we're looking for around the NFL, but it's time, it's go time. It's Bears Packers. We're making Chicago style hot dogs over here at the at the current house. We're gonna we're gonna grub out. We're gonna watch the Bears smash the Packers and start a whole new rivalry. Remember, I think I think uh, John Buffon said this before Brett Favre showed up in Green Bay. We were up twenty games on this team, and since then we are now down like ten games on this team. So let's get it started today. It starts with one step. We're going to start taking this rivalry back today. Bear the fuck down. <laughs> 